0: Welcome to the MMA Road Show, episode number 379. My name is John Morgan. Cold Coffee is with me? <laughs> yeah. But that's not all. Nah. Special guest in the house, long time friend, VIP, haven't seen him in forever.
1: The Simon Head is in the house. Except no substitutes. You need the Simon Head. I
0: appreciate you being here, man. It's it's feeling like International Fight Week already because we got that international flavor. We got our man Abby Suban just kind of hanging out in the background. Smoking on something over there. It doesn't look like a cigarette the same. Uh but having a good time hanging out. And uh oh, it's here, man. It's international fight week is back. This uh it feels – look, I know we're just getting into it. I know we haven't gotten to the whole expo and UFC X and all that, and we're going to talk about this insanely sick fight card of UFC 276. But, uh, man, today was kind of cool, right? Like, you boys are back in town, man. Y'all can actually travel over here again. And we got to that media day at the UFC Apex today,
1: and what was there? I mean – had we be a hundred people
0: set up. there? I mean, we have not seen a setup like that in forever.
1: It's mad. Do you remember when you are a kid and you've been really bad and you get grounded by your parents, right? And you're sure. not allowed out. And then you've been good for a day or two. And then finally you get the good news. You're allowed to go out and see your friends again. That's what it feels like coming back here to Vegas. I've not been here since January 2020. Jeez. Uh, UFC 246. I've done 245 in December, which was the Colby versus Usman rematch. Right. We had McGregor versus... Uh, Donald Cowboy Cerrone right. 246 that was going to be the kickoff of Conor McGregor's season if you oh, remember that Yeah. and then COVID hit and everything stopped um, and this is the first opportunity we've had to get back stateside since then so uh, it's it's nice it's like getting the band back together again it's great <laughs> that's good
0: talk to me about internationally right because we haven't had a chance to hang out and, and, and speak about it. I mean I think a lot of people again not that anybody would say hey COVID was a great thing but people have said for the UFC COVID kind of ended up being a little bit of a boon right like they were the first sport back. Obviously, they had access to the USC Apex, so things went on. And people have really pointed to, you know, subscribership growth, viewership growth here in the United States. I know it's a, from being in Belgium a couple of weeks ago and trying to watch an event at 4 in the morning and just realizing how damn difficult it is for you guys to have to follow along, I mean, have you seen the same type of uptick in, in viewership or fanhood like during COVID times?
1: I don't know whether it's been during COVID times, but the sport is definitely much more established now. I think BT Sport have done an incredible job with it. Uh, they just recently had their contract re upped by the UFC, which is great news. Right. But they're not chopping and changing, moving to different providers. The team that do what they do at BT Sport, they do as good a job as any broadcaster that I'm aware of. I think they do a better job than ESPN, if I'm honest, in pro- in providing extra content for right. fans, I don't whether it be see, the social stuff I was or whatever. Say, it I only is, see you know? the social stuff, I yeah. don't see
0: the program. but So, I mean, mm. they do a lot of shoulder programming and stuff as well? They do
1: some shoulder programming. A lot of what they do is on uh, YouTube but they also run some of it on on uh, on, on the linear channels as well but they do a really good job with it they've got a good group of people over there and they do a really good job the sport as a whole like you've been you know we're saying just before we came came on air you've been doing this podcast for seven years right crazy I've been on this podcast a fair few times and we've been on a UFC international fight week a few times and I've joked with you that it's been cursed in the past yeah And one of the things that came out of each one of those was how agile the UFC is as a company and how they're able to pivot and change and just react to unexpected changes at the drop of a hat, whether it be changing the main event twice for UFC 200 in a space of three days, which is what they did that week. Being able to hold three events in a space of a week, which was absolutely nuts and they pulled back from that eventually. But, you know, they've been able to make adjustments on the fly. And that's one of the things that makes the UFC as successful as it is the ultimate test of that was the pandemic and the fact that they were used to being able to be agile and make changes and adapt, improvise, and come up with new solutions meant that they were best placed to take advantage of the fact that there was no live sport on TV. How can we get our sport on TV? And they were the only show in town for a little while. And uh, I think the sport has gone up certainly on this side of the pond level since then. And, Back home in the UK, obviously, a lot of the big UFC stuff, as you as you mentioned with the Belgium thing, happens in the dead of night for it's us. Tough, man. But the viewership, the fan base is bigger. UFC fight night in London in March was such a massive success. Dana White in the press conference said that they nearly pulled the event like the week before. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that I think was getting a bit frustrating and they were very close to pulling a pin and sort of saying, no, we're not going to do this. But then in the post-fight press conference, Dana was like... That's one of the sickest events we've ever done. I don't care what the schedule says. We're tearing it up. We're coming back. And at, at, at the end of this month, sorry, uh, at the end of July, rather, yeah, yeah. they're coming back 23rd of July, and it'll be another insane event. They could sell out the uh, the O2 Arena without announcing a fight. That, and that's, that tells you how big the sport is That shows is you the power of the brand. That's I remember the good. first
0: time they did that in Australia. It was it was They were going to Australia. They announced that they were going to Australia, yeah. and they hadn't even announced a fight. Tickets went on sale, and they sold out. I'm like, dude, that just shows you the power of the brand. Like, they have done...
2: Well yeah. they have done well. I missed you when you say stuff like
1: schedule. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Hi, Kenny? I miss all your I lo- all your little phrases governor. I miss it. I miss it. When well I just sa- don't want to upset schedule. you Kenny
1: because you know I know you you know you have you have you had these have you had these things registered as no, deadly weapons no. yet?
2: They've been, they've been put away. They're yeah. locked away. They're locked away. No like one a- throwing
1: lazy leg kicks at you in the gym <laughs> or anything. <laughs> No.
2: <laughs> they don't know. They learn their lesson. They learn their they lesson. Do it that's once good, that's sparring, good <laughs> Never again. Kenny Slogans. No, I love it. You know, that's one of the things. That's when you know it's International Fight Week. Because today, like, we're one, it was in the bigger room today. It was in mm-hmm. the typical uh, weigh-in rooms, which is much bigger than the media day room. But when you heard the questions today, you could hear the Australians. You could hear, you know, some of the English people speaking. That, to me, is when you really feel like it's International Fight Week. Outside of just the fighters, just the the whole vibe of the media that's actually covering it, you know? Right. It's awesome to see. I mean, like, we even joke—I mean, like, this event as opposed to other pay-per-views. Like, pay-per-views will see media coming in town, but not to the extent of this. Not like, like this. Like, I can't remember the last time we saw this sort of turnout for well, this am Well, I'm, sure, I'm event. sure the
0: change in travel restrictions
2: is probably a big part. I mean, sure. I'm,
0: again, I'm not trying to take – this card that we're going to get to is sick. Yeah. But I, I imagine that's part of it too, right? Like, like, now it's just easier. Like, you don't have to – yeah you know, t- turn in negative tests and there's no concern all that stuff i mean they're paying
2: more than ever for the air the oh, travel my God. <laughs> but uh oh, my you know God. i just wonder what it would be yeah if, if flights weren't so crazy priced but it is awesome to see i mean like obviously we're happy to see you guys here but that was just tripped me out just listening to all the accents and stuff today i was like wow it really is international fight week i'm yeah. looking
0: forward to seeing the expo again because i mean that used to be a big thing and, and now like all, all free. the guest fighters and stuff I, Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it uh just a, just a cheap cheap little plug here we'll be set up uh, i won't yeah. be the, the, the mma junkie folks will be doing something different but us over here at MixedMartialArts.com, we're going to set up we're going to have a live stream going the whole day i'm actually not going to go to the official weigh ins or the ceremonial weigh ins, I'm just gonna go straight over to the expo. We're gonna set up over there, we're gonna have a live stream. We'll talk about the weigh ins. We'll talk about everything. My man Simon Head is going to be more You can probably pull up my live stream us.
2: while you're there. You I know? thought
0: about that I was wondering like maybe I could pull up a live stream and use your stream as an input into our stream or something. I'm, i, I might, we'll see what we do about it. I'll just push in past the logo a little bit. We'll be all right. Um yeah.
2: oh, I'm claiming that shit. I'm claiming that
0: footage <laughs> But we're gonna sit around we're gonna have uh, you know the UFC U S C is gonna be shuffling in uh guest fighters wouldn't really be the right word, I guess, because there's so damn many of them. But they're yeah. just yeah. Been bringing people in. and So we figured we'll just sit there and – break down the car. So if you're hanging out on Friday, if you're hanging out on Saturday, uh, and, and you just want to join into the live stream, check us out. Uh, it'll be on the MMA Underground YouTube channel. We'll have a live stream set up there, and you can just duck in, duck out. I know, you know, I can't imagine too many people are going to stay with us the full seven hours or whatever it may be, but, you know, join in. We'll try to try to uh, interact with the chat and and, uh, and just bring you some interviews all day long. It's going to be a lot of
1: fun. As I said, it's going to be a basically a seven-hour chat between me and John, interrupted by a few UFC legends here and there. You know? So, uh, no, it's going to be a lot of fun, and. You know, like, chatting to people. Like you know, hang on there, in the Chuck building.
0: Liddell. I need Simon to finish his point right now.
1: Damn right. <laughs> Damn right.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get into it. USC 276, we did finish with media day today. Uh, 18 deep on media day, so we got to talk to everybody on the main card, everybody on the ESPN prelims. Um, let, let me ask first. You know, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky had this little thing where he was like, hey, you know, a lot of people are telling me this is the main event. I don't know about. It. I, I want to see. Are you, are you guys feeling that? Because I, look, I'm not saying I'm not excited to fight. We'll talk about that. But I'm I'm super intrigued by by Adesanya and Cannonier. And I get it. Maybe it's not, you know, two all-time greats in the division that are potentially jockeying for that. Um, but while I am excited for the trilogy, I gotta say no. If I'm if I'm saying the main event, I'm saying this card got built right. It's Adesanya versus Cannonier.
1: Here's the thing, right? I think if you're looking at the two title fights at the top of that card. Volkanovski versus Holloway is the better fight. That's my opinion. I, okay, think, that's, okay. I think that's the better. I think that's the better fight. But the star of the show is Israel Adesanya, and I think that's why he deserves to be in that main event spot. He's the guy who's going to pull the viewers, um, just through his, his, his sheer personality and everything about him screams stardom. Right? He's he is the biggest, uh, probably the biggest active star the UFC has right now. I think you know he's he's international. He's a world champion. Uh, He's got a superb record, and uh, you know, I I think everything he ticks so many different boxes in terms of what you want from a a poster boy for a sport or for a promotion. Now, in terms of the fight itself, I think the Volkanovsky Holloway fight has more intrigue to it than Adesanya versus Cannonier, but that's not to devalue the quality of the main event, which I think is a banger. And I think in some quarters, he's being slightly slept on. I think Jerry Cannonier. Is a dangerous opponent for Israel Adesanya. More dangerous than some people are giving him credit See, for.
0: That's why I was going to ask you about because because you tell me okay main event you know this is the Israel Adesanya show and I agree with that mm-hmm. you know I, I'm saying look I, I I'm looking at the betting lines you know they're they're up around like minus 400 which yep. is you know that implies like an 80 percent probability of winning like I, I get it and, and and listen I'm I'm telling you right now gun to the head make a pick I'm picking Israel Adesanya like I don't know how you pick against Israel Adesanya but let me say. And Jared Kennedy, and it's not just – you know, I will say there's some times where, you know, we we, we hear from somebody and they just – they're so convincing that, that you start saying, oh, man, maybe this guy has a chance. I'm, I don't, I didn't really get that impression today from Jared Kennedy. I mean, is an, an interesting cat, right? Like the way he talks and things he says. and the, But it's not like it was just like, oh, dude, he's so fired up. I'm feeling it. No. It's the man's game. It's the man's intensity. It's what we've seen in the cage, the knockout power, because – I am kind of of the mindset that if you're going to beat Israel Adesanya, you are not going to out-technique him. Like, you are not going to set up and be like, I think over the course of five rounds, I could probably outwork this dude on the feet. You know, I think either A, you've got to land one big shot, knockout power. I think Kananir has that. Or you've got to be willing to walk through fire to get into a clinch, to make it, you know, to, to try to stuff him against the cage, to which again has proven harder than it's, you know, as Israel Adeson, you said today, he's proud of where his grappling has come and where he's developed. Um, so it's not like it's easy to do. But I, to me, that's the two ways you 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 have a chance to beat Israel Adesanya: catch him with one big shot, or just walk through fire and make it dirty, grimy into the clinch, try to get him on the ground. And I do feel like Jared Cannonier has. Both those options available to him.
2: Well, see, the way you just described it, that's why, to me, that's the more interesting fight out of the two titles for me and why I think it is the main event because I'm watching it because I want to see what Izzy shows up, and is this the fight that Izzy's going to lose? Is this the fight where Izzy's not going to look good and he's going to do something wrong? I already know know Volkanovski and Holloway is going to be a great fight. They were great fights. All the other fights were good. I mean, in terms of where maybe they they are more evenly matched and they're competitive, I'm sure those two are closer. But honestly, the way that Volkanovski maybe I've just somehow just drank the Kool-Aid. I don't think this is going to be as close as a fight as some of the other ones where I, I'm picking Volkanovski mm. in this one. I think as much as I love Holloway, Holloway is not the same as Holloway used to be at his best. I think he's still one hell of a fighter, and he can push Alex to the point we've seen where Alex. I mean, he he very easily could have lost that fight against Ortega, but he didn't because he's a fucking monster, man. Like, Volkanovski's just firing on another level, level. I think he's – I wouldn't be surprised if he pulls uh, an ass-whooping out on Max. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would not be surprised. But I think there's a better chance of that happening in this one. And with just with Izzy, I mean, Cannoneer, I mean – I don't know. I just he's obviously very sure of himself and he's very comfortable in his own skin, but I just he doesn't emanate like this like I'm going to be the guy that's going to destroy Izzy, but there's still that if factor that we've seen Izzy some days not look his best, you know, even in that fight with Costa where he, Costa didn't give him anything for a while, Izzy looked flat. If he has a person on the opposite side that's flat that takes Izzy a while to get started, you know, that could be the the difference of does he ever get it to the point where he can switch into that higher gear that he really starts getting loose and, and, and really starts getting exciting. I hope so because that's that's the stuff I want to see out of Izzy and that's the stuff that makes me want it to be the main event because that's the fight we're going to see something more than likely in that fight that you're just going to be like, holy shit. See, like, that, That's the most I amazing think, thing I think I think you saw. touched
0: on it right there. I think that's one of the reasons I'm so excited about this fight is, yes, I, I like Jared Kananeri, he's interesting, but – I feel like we got robbed of that Paul Costa fight. Like, what yeah. we wanted to see in that fight, like, the moments we were waiting for, the pressure we wanted to see, like, yeah. Ken, Adesanya. And Adesanya did say today, like, and, and listen, Israel's smart, man. He knows the game. He knows, like, he it, clear he reads the internet. You know, he's on social media. He sees it. And he, and he said it, and he's right. You know, he said today, like, oh, power, power. And I do think it is always a little bit dangerous. I mean, when you go to his kickboxing background, when you think about that, it's not like – He's never faced anybody with power. I mean those dudes that he was facing in in, in you know the kickboxing world like those yeah. are just big yoked up jack dudes that know how to throw so, so he's faced power but I do want to see power and aggression in four-ounce gloves. You know what I mean? Like I said, I just don't think you can set up at kickboxing range and be like, "Oh, let me slip your stuff, Izzy, and I'm about to watch what I'm about to bring." Yeah. No, you got to come at him. That's what we thought Paulo Costa was going to do. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the red wine. We know how it goes, man. I'm not blaming you. You know, a couple of frosty beverages here. <laughs> your and fight game goes out the window. I was having trouble sleeping over there. I might have had a bottle to a red wine. I just didn't have a championship fight the next day. But. I think that's one of the reasons I am extra excited for this. Yes, I believe in Jared Cannonier. Yes, I believe that he's a challenge, but I believe there was a time where we thought we were going to get these kind of questions answered in the Paul Acosta fight, yeah. and we didn't get those questions Jared answered.
2: Needs a, Jared needs to be all up in, in his business. Yeah. He needs to crowd him the whole entire fight and never let Izzy get distance and get range and get into that fight. He's got to keep Izzy either always either stepping back, trying to – get that distance, and then I think he has a chance because then he never lets Izzy get loose. And then it becomes really exciting because then you're like, okay, maybe this is the answer for Izzy is never give him the space to where he can use that length. I mean, like –
0: Dude, and I mean, like, I'm talking about at the opening bell. Like, don't even, like, get in the opening bell and, like, set up and then hold on, let me work on my entry. I'm talking about, like, just – Rush forward and
2: just get in his ass. Don't take a knee to the face. Hang on a minute. Wait, Sorry,
0: uh, it's, a, it's a different kind of thing happening. You know what I mean? I know I hate when people say that. I'm gonna get all up in his ass. Like, oh,
2: really?
1: That's I'm coming, getting in his face, and I'm coming on that log. Was it Al-Germain Sterling who said something like that on an yeah. interview, and Pause. immediately immediately realized Pause. what he said? But um, the thing with the thing with uh, Jared Cannon here is. He, he's coming down from heavyweight. He was heavyweight, uh, light heavyweight, yeah. now middleweight, and he looks like an action figure. I at remember when he
0: told us he was going to middleweight, and I was like,
1: yeah, <laughs> okay. that's not yeah, bad. That's right. not yeah, bad. but this is a guy who he's used to taking shots from bigger, heavier guys. He's only been stopped by strikes twice in his career. One was by Sean Jordan, who was like a 265 pound fire hydrant of a man. Yes, right. And then you've got Dominic Reyes, Horace. big rangy striker, Dominic Reyes, who got lots of power himself. Israel Adesanya has the ability to knock people out, but he's not what you would call a one-shot knockout artist. Right. It's no. that precision, yes. That he's more precision. A sort of death by a thousand cuts sort of yeah. approach. You know what I mean? He sort of he just dismantles people with his striking. Yep. So Jerry Cannonier's chin could be a, def- a, a a defining factor in this fight. You mentioned that he's going to have to walk through some stuff. Yep. And if Izzy can't can't deter him, can't stop him, then He's gonna he, potentially. He's gonna find himself on his back a few times in this fight, and we're gonna see how well he can get up with a bigger, stronger, yep. heavy, possibly heavier on Fight Night. And that's on kind top of, of him. That's the
2: exciting part, right? Because that's, that's what part. we have these We're part. like,
1: what happens when that happens? We've seen it. We've seen it once before, you and know? he lost that fight yeah. against the light heavyweight. So yeah. it's gonna be really interesting to see how this goes. I think uh, you know a lot of the a lot of the focus has been on is his is his punches but it's going to be, I think the kicks are going to be the defining thing. If he can take Cannonier's legs out yeah, and, and, just, I agree. and just stop that movement, I, it's going to make him an easier target to hit. It's going to make him a lot harder to shoot in and close the distance. He needs to basically stop stop these charges or these takedown attempts at source. And he needs to establish, I think you're going to see a lot of low kicking early from, I agree. from Izzy. He's going to be a lot of lateral movement, a lot of low kicking, and then establish that. And if Kananir can't make an impression in the first two and a half minutes of that first round, I think he'll eventually go back to the corner at the end of that round, and he's going to be hurting. Um, and then you've got a wounded animal there, and then I think Izzy will start to go to work the second round onwards. I'm picking Izzy to win the fight. I was going to say, I think it sounds like we're all unanimous because I'm picking Izzy So as here, well here's
0: my – I was going to say, so to lay out my final thoughts on that fight, I'm picking Izzy. I wouldn't lay minus 400. I don't, like, I, don't lay, I don't like laying minus 400 on anybody. It's an MMA fight. You can, you can take a weird step and roll your ankle and have a TKO or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows? You know, yeah. I, I don't like laying minus 400 on anybody. So I'm picking out of something. But the fan in me in terms of my excitement, do I believe? I think there's going to – I think when those two guys get in the cage and the main event's about to start, I think you're going to get that little whoo, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. going to be some tension. There's going to be some electricity. So I'm excited for What's
1: it. What's the biggest selling point of mixed martial arts? if you strip everything down, what is the biggest selling point of mixed martial arts? There are so many ways to win and lose a fight. And what we have in here is Israel Adesanya facing a fighter who he hasn't faced before, someone who poses a different set of challenges, someone whose experience leading into this fight is very different to most middleweight contenders that you can look at in history. Started as a heavyweight, come down light heavyweight, he was competitive as a heavyweight. Mm-hmm. It's not like he was a bust as a heavyweight. Right. He was a, he was a, he was a solid he, heavyweight. He
0: wasn't the action figure that he is now. Correct. But he was still competitive. He was
1: still competitive. Realized that he could actually get more out of himself by by dropping the poundage, moving down. And now we've got a world championship contender on our hands who... And his mindset is very interesting as well. He's oh, yeah. so... He's stripping away all external noise. And it's all about... This is It's it's not just another fight it's a title fight yeah. when anyone goes into a title fight and says it's just another fight they're BSing you right yeah. it, even even, and I don't want to call Jared Cannon here a liar but he, I think he was telling a few little fibs right this is a title fight you can't treat it exactly the same extra rounds for a start right so the prep for it is different so but he's been stripping out all of the external noise he's trying to keep everything the same he's trying to keep that level-headed energy going in not putting Izzy on a pedestal Saying so, this, you know, this is just another guy. I go in there and do what I want to do. I win the fight, mm-hmm. and it's that level of, if if that if that sort of bulletproof confidence that he seems to have, can stay intact in the fight, things are going to get very interesting.
0: I love it. I'm excited for it. All right, let's talk about this co-main event. Again, I don't mean to be disrespectful of Alexander Volkanovsky, who said he thought that a lot of people believe it's the main event. It is still a very big fight. It's an incredibly meaningful fight in terms of the history of the division, in terms of the all-time greats of the division. I love it. I will go ahead and out myself right now. as somebody who says that, uh, in case you didn't know, I scored both fights for Volkanovsky. Close fight. I, I don't have anybody. I don't have a problem for anybody who says you know the second one went to Holloway. I don't argue with that. I did score it for Volkanovski, um, so I do feel it's an incredibly competitive fight, an incredibly meaningful fight. Um, it is. I think it loses a little luster when it's a trilogy that's two zero one way, but it's still a great fight. Um, I do. I and I think Kukocafi. I think you kind of nailed it. Like. I, I'm, I'm not going to take away from Max Holloway, man, what Max Holloway has done and will very, continue to. I, I believe Max Holloway has very, you know, many good days ahead of him. He
2: still beats a lot of the guys in the division. Oh, damn near Easy. everybody. I mean, look yeah. at what he
0: did to get back here. And I respect yeah. the path that he got back here. You know, Max Max didn't sit here and pout and be like, ah, I won that fight, and you, you look at what I've done. You deserve to give me a trilogy. He's like, nope, I lost. Guess what? I'll go beat number two and number three, and then I'm number one again, right? And, and – yep. and, 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 hell, let's respect Alexander Volkanovski for saying the same thing, right? Like, he could have been i like, Probably already beat this cat twice. What do you want me to do, man? Like, I, I we just we just keep giving him fights until he gets a chance to win. And I think he he kind of t- – he did say that at one point, which is funny. But ultimately, Max went out there and got two wins. And yep. he's like, yeah, you're the number one contender. Let's do it again. So I respect both these guys for the path they've taken to get back here. I will say, though, and I think you touched on it, man. To me, and I know there's a lot of Max Holloway fans, and so I'm, I'm definitely not trying to disrespect Max Holloway whatsoever. I do feel like is just kind of like on that different level right now. I mean, I feel yeah. like this dude is in the prime of prime, and he's had 10 rounds with Max Holloway. He understands, man. That's 50 minutes of data that he's been able to to absorb. And sure, Max is going to be a little bit different. He's going to make adjustments, all those things. But I believe that Volkanovski just understands him and, and, and has done what it takes to, to, to win the fight. And
2: I, I like Volkanovski here. Yeah, I mean, and you clearly, clearly- – Max is one of the most beloved fighters in the world. And it's like you're going to get hate regardless. If you don't pick Max, you're going to get hate. Somebody's going to hate on you. Got
0: to love the daddest man on the planet. Yeah.
2: And and that's a whole other reason to love this I dude. Know. I mean, like, how can you not love Max Holloway and his work ethic and what he's put into? And you know what you're going to get out of a fight of him. I mean, when he's feeling himself, he's out there moving. He's dancing. He's talking smack. I mean, everything about it is just incredible. What I he mean, did to
0: Cater was just ridiculous. It was
2: just ridiculous. ridiculous. I mean, and yeah. Cater's an absolute stud of a fighter i mean it's just again i mean like who knows i mean like we always say there's always a puncher's chance and this could be the day that maybe volkanovsky doesn't isn't feeling right and max shows up i mean i just don't think i mean alexander has proven that him and his team and his team behind him Mm. they're so damn good they don't make mistakes they don't come in unprepared um and the way that Alex has always carried himself. He's not the kind of guy, even that he's beaten you twice, he's not going to take it easy on fight camp. He's not going to do one bit less than everything that he had to do to get to the top. And right now, at his current level, and knowing that he's coming here and giving anything, I mean, there's nobody in that division that I don't think loses to him. As much as I love Max, as much as I want Max to always be at the top of the division – um i just i just don't think anybody can beat Volkanovsky right now the way that he's fighting and that's no uh offense to max because i'd rather hang out with max in the evening <laughs> than alex because alex seems like he's all business even though even though those guys Clearly look like the they would be a lot to pick of fun a fight
0: is who i would want to be you know, yeah. <laughs>
2: that's who i'd rather hang out with so i'm picking him you know but um I don't know. I mean, it's going to be an incredible fight. And it is interesting. I mean, the fact that it is a trilogy. This is one of those fights where some people could say, why are we seeing this again? This is still a story of two of the best fighters in the division. Um, And the fact that there was some controversy. I'm like you, thought both fights were scored the right way. I thought Max did a better job of it. But I certainly wasn't upset about it. But if it did go the other way, I wouldn't have been mad either because I thought that second fight was just incredible. I thought Max just really showed – just a lot of heart and just a lot of character. Um, but I just don't. I can't go against the champ knowing what the champ's been doing. You know, I mean, it's. That it's almost that he's on is insane. It's just ridiculous. 21 I
1: mean, fight win
0: streak. Insane. I don't care who you're fighting. Yeah. 21 in a row. I don't care who you're fighting.
2: Yeah. You it's don't nuts. Slip up. It's nuts. But I mean, like you said, anything can happen. I just. I don't see it happening in this one.
1: I think. I, I'll, I'll, I'll put my cards on the table first off. I scored the second fight for Max Holloway. I, th- I, th- I, thought Holloway I thought Holloway didn't have to win a second fight. Super close fight. Yep. Super close fight. And I think the fact that, other than the pair of you guys, actually, almost everybody else I've spoken to this week also said that they scored the fight for Holloway. So that gives you an idea that there's a fair split of opinion when it comes to how, how that fight panned out. I'm picking Alexander Volkanovski. Mm. I think he's the better mixed martial artist. I think if it was just a pure stand up fight, Max Holloway wins. I think Max Holloway is in pure sort of MMA boxing terms, I don't think there's anybody to touch him. At 145 pounds, I think he's the absolute top of the tree. Yeah, yeah when his hands but, are
2: on, nobody can touch yeah, him.
1: Yeah, and we saw it against Cater, right? The yeah. way the that's way it. he just dismantled that man that's ridiculous with that's ease it. as well. It, it looked like he was barely putting in an effort. You know, he was look, he was doing no look punches and everything. Was it insane. was that was so it was almost that's
0: literally one of the craziest highlights we've ever seen yeah, in that's, all of the UFC.
2: Man, that's literally like you just took your dig out. You're swinging it like bitch. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, <Look laughs> at against this. against look the number three guy in the world. Against the number three guy. That in was so it was so sick. That was so 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 to do.
1: That I mean, <laughs> that's why that's why Max is in this fight. Yeah. Now, having said that, I think Alexander Volkanovski wins this fight, and I think he wins it because he has the ability to mix things up. He can win the fight on the on the mat. He can win the fight in the stand up, and the ability to to transition between those phases is going to be what keeps Max on his toes. This is not just going to be 25 minutes of people throwing punches at each other. Yeah. If it was, I'd be leaning towards Max. But it's yeah. not. It's an MMA fight. So, that said, let me play devil's advocate just a little bit. You mentioned uh, that during the uh, media day, Alexander Volkanovsky, uh the fact that he acknowledged that Max Holloway was the worthy guy to be in this fight. Right. There was a caveat to that. Um, he he said, "This is the biggest fight I can get right now." That's basically oh, what I he said. I didn't hear that part. That's, yeah, that's funny. I wrote, I wrote I wrote I wrote this up just just before we came over. He basically said, "This is this is the biggest fight I can take right now," and the two words were "right now." Right now. Okay, yeah. and then. About the last two, three, four minutes of that of that media day uh, session that he had was him talking about fighting at lightweight. Right. And make no mistake, this is a man who has already decided what he's doing after this fight. Oh yes. Right. When and MMA is, a, you know, it can be a cruel mistress sometimes. Oh yeah. You start putting plans in place, things can go a little bit pear shaped. So, you mentioned Alexander Volkanovsky is the most professional athlete you can you know, you can meet. He's not, he isn't arrogant. Well, maybe that was a little, isn't, little he crack is, in the facade. He, right isn't, he, <laughs> isn't, he isn't a complacent man. He's not an arrogant man. He doesn't look like a guy who cuts corners. But he has got just maybe not in one eye, just peripheral vision off to the side. A little bit, yep. This fight's at 155 pounds. And potentially, he wants to be a two-division champ. To be a two-division champ, you've got to deal with Max Holloway first. And he did say that. But then he went on and talked about lightweight for five minutes. So, just bear that in mind when he's when he's in there, because True. Um, I I, and I say this as someone who's picking Volkanovski to win the fight. I always get a little bit wary when people start talking about their plans after the fight that they've mm-hmm. got, and it's not like now if he had these if he was saying this before the Korean Zombie fight, okay, fine, before any of the other you know title defense. But this is Max Holloway we're talking about. If you take Volkanovsky out of that division, Max Holloway is head and shoulders above everybody else at 145 pounds, right? So this is this is the one guy in the division who has a chance of dethroning him, in my opinion.
0: Now, all right, let me play devil's advocate to your devil's to the advocate. Devil. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, here we go. But you're 100%. But I, is,
1: angel, angel's advocate. Because
0: what you're saying is 100% <laughs> right. You're, you're, you're dead on. But it did make me think, okay, first of all, the only reason he talked about it is because we're like, by the way, once you win on Saturday night – what's next right and then we always say like i can't believe i can't believe this dude didn't have a call out ready i can't believe this dude didn't have you know he gets on the mic
1: you're supposed to know what your next step is you're supposed to have a call out he's a champion of the world john he doesn't (laughs) need to do that Uh, they call him out Fair. fair. he's the guy that gets called out you line him up son i'll knock him down right (laughs) that's how this works now this is different because all of a sudden he wants to start Stretching himself, and but he did say he wants to stay at 45. He wants to, he wants yeah, that to was play. your question. He wants you to be like you know, is are there Johnny still are there still things there? You, there's know? Still he's business like, you business know, there's to be still attended business to. to be there, you know. And and the other thing, and this, this is going to sound incredibly harsh on Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett is, I think, the general consensus is that he's probably the next guy in line, right? He's going to be cage side on Saturday night. Whoever wins this fight, and I know Max Holloway, I think, has. has Probably been thinking about. Did he ever get those cage side seats? I know he was pushing for it. I don't, know. I, don't it. know. I know. he was pushing for it, but I don't, I don't know. ever.
2: I don't know if he ever got that. Yes, from d Day- Oh, so He's
1: on Ticketmaster, hitting refresh right <laughs> now. But, um, <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I got row twelve for you. <laughs>
0: it's in the. I ain't got anything on the aisle. It's in the middle. You kind yeah. of. I got two seats with one person in between, <laughs> but maybe you can ask him to switch.
1: <laughs> but if you win this fight, if you win this fight, and you've got the option of potentially moving up and challenging for a, for a title at 155 and becoming a two-division champion. Or you say, no, I'm going to stick around and fight Josh Emmett in my next fight. With all due respect to Josh Emmett, who, is, who, has earned, who has earned his keep, right? I remember him, I think he might have had his UFC debut in Rotterdam. I remember him showing up in Rotterdam. I think he had his debut there. He did,
3: um, if I and, remember right. Uh, anyway, I remember no, we, were there for that. we
1: were talking to him and uh, lovely guy, didn't have any inkling at that point that he was going to become a world title challenger. All we knew at that point is he was a really tough guy at a Team Alpha Male. That's all we knew. Um, and uh, he's he's had a great run, and now he's on the verge of a shot at the title. But I think even if he is next in line, he's probably going to have to wait because arguably, unless Max Holloway wins, I think he's going to have to sit for a bit.
0: It's possible. And, and I will say, this, to vocalize his credit, he did mention Josh Hammett today. Yes, he did. Yeah. But, but he then you know also mentioned Yair and Ortega. He also mentioned numerous fights at 155, and he did say... I want to fight and, and you can't blame him for this. He said, I mean, he, and he was very clear about it. He's like, "Look, I can't fight forever. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make as much money as I can, and I want the names that everybody's screaming, right? That everybody's saying, "That's the guy he has to fight." And to your point, God bless Josh Emmett, man. Tough competitor, incredible fighter, great run, but you know, when he the other night said, you know, "I want that next shot" The reaction I saw wasn't like, yeah, it has to be. It yeah. was like,
2: well, maybe let's see <laughs> I mean, you're Let, near. Let's see what happens you're with Ortega and Yair yeah.
0: first, and we'll go for there. And 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 I guess you know, I guess from that perspective, like Emmett probably would want Ortega to win because if Ortega, now granted, if Ortega smoked Yair, maybe that would be enough. Ortega's is pretty marketable, but I would think if Ortega wins, you're like, well, we saw that, so mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it was a great. I I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Emmett could squeeze in.
1: Yeah. The one thing to put a bow on these two, these two title fights and, you know, we're talking about what might be next for, for, for Volkanovski if he wins. And we're talking about which weight class he might potentially be fighting in. What I really do want to see if we get, and still in both the title fights this weekend, I want to see both those guys booked on the same fight card in Australia Mm. and put a big card down because the sport is going crazy over in, you know, in Australia and, in New Zealand, but particularly Australia where, you know, there's a big market for it down there. Now they've got, they've got a champion who, if he wins on Saturday night, is going to be on a 22 fight win streak. He will have cleaned out his division virtually. Um, He will have beaten the next best guy in the division three times in a row. Um, He's done everything. He needs, he needs to be fighting on home soil. They need to be really, really pushing. And he's a pound for pound star, no, if, if if you're ranking the best fighters on the planet, those two guys are probably in the top three or four pound for pound, right? Yep. Um and victories on Saturday night are only gonna only gonna strengthen that. They need to be on a big card in Australia. I can hear Mark Fellows in my ear cheering and going, Yeah, come on. That's But yeah, it's true. They need to put a big sh- if these two guys both win, mind you, even if they both lose, put them both on a big card, get them down there. And, and and put a big show on down there. It's been a, it's been a long time for those guys down there as yeah, well. Yeah, I mean they deserve they
2: deserve to be able to de- defend their belts, you know, or like you said, just be able
1: to fight down there. Yeah. And and as a
2: reward to the the Aussies and the the New Zealand guys, like those guys are fucking beasts. They eat up MMA. Mm-hmm. We know from just years that we've been able to go there those guys travel better it. than anywhere else and those guys are just crazy i mean because one side of australia to the they're, other they're, is like a huge huge travel the, and then they the, go all around to do it and then they come to the states the to the fight started 9
0: 30 in the morning they're already hammered i mean just <laughs> yeah. hammered for the first prelim i'm like oh i love you guys
2: it's it's unreal i mean so yeah i mean Co-Cop obviously, obviously these guys just so we can drop c-bombs the whole time just, <laughs> yeah, ah, cunts. Yeah, cunts. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I mean like they travel they travel so well I mean so for for these guys they deserve it I mean to reach the pinnacle that they have they they and now that the world's open up more and the U.S. has made it a lot easier to come to and fro uh they it's a lot they deserve to be able to go fight over there and there's no doubt that any arena wouldn't sell out over there and it would just be incredible and I think it would be really cool to see that crowd embrace their own in their country. That would be pretty bad. And that would be pretty sick.
0: All right, let's talk about this uh, featured fight uh, between Sean Strickland and Alex Behead. And before we do, let's just go ahead and share the audio of uh, of Sean Strickland today. I'm going to say if by any chance you've seen this, uh, feel free to skip ahead about 18 minutes or so. If, if you're, you're at, at work, if, if, if you're at work, if you're at work, throw in the headphones. Headphones, throw in the headphones. <laughs> Definitely NSFW. Okay,
2: <laughs> times 100.
0: Definitely, I mean, might not be safe for. You know, it's funny because like afterwards, everybody was like. I heard somebody – I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Amy Kaplan was saying, like, I don't think he was that bad today. And I was like, well, I think it's just because you're used to you're Sean Strickland it. at it's this de- point. De- so you're, yeah, to yeah, yeah, exactly. you're like, yeah. it's like It's like when your racist uncle shows up over there. house. like, I wasn't I that did. bad today. Like, He I was, was
2: saying he some was racist shit. shit. <laughs> he, was, he was okay today. Yeah, you're like, no, he was <laughs> – no, you're used yeah. to him. If you want to get fired from work, just take the earbuds out, put it on speakers, and job will be accomplished but, after this. But
0: <laughs> I just think you have to experience this because – it is the most off the rails. Like I, at one point, and I don't know if the mic's picked it up or whatever, but my I just I, I it's like, what are we doing right now? I just couldn't. It, it just, yeah. I literally voiced that out loud um, because. I literally thought, "What are we doing right now?" It was, it was crazy.
2: It was just a comedy show at that point. Sean rolls in
0: and he's already roasting people right off the start. Right, he <laughs> we went down our whole the line. The he, he said he that I looked in. like I
2: was sleep, like sleepy. I just rolled out. He's of like, bed.
0: "Looks like you just <laughs> rolled out of bed." I respect that. You know what I mean? yeah, it's your back. Uh, it's just roasted people, and I mean, literally, like literally, you know. And Sean always talks about he's a fighter, and there's nothing else he can do. I think he can do stand-up. Now, I don't know how long he can do stand-up comedy because he might get canceled pretty quick. Yeah. But I think, like, you put him on an Adam Hunter show just doing crowd work, he's savage. Yeah. He's absolutely savage. So let's play this audio. If you've seen it, you can skip forward about 18 minutes. We'll get to it. If you haven't, I implore you just stick through it all because this man, I I don't know if I'm going to say he's a treasure, but he's unique. Sean Strickland
4: so I just I'll just come out and say it man I've been training hard ready to knock this guy out training with kickboxers and I'm ready
0: we thought you were gonna keep the roast going up there man
4: no, no I seen Sean O'Malley fucking Sean O'Malley fucking clown no I actually like Sean O'Malley but like how do you let a dude tattoo a fucking name on you get him on dude hold do you fucking hold his pocket Anyway, sorry. He was just saying nice things about you over here. No, Sean, here. no, again, this thing about Sean O'Malley, man, like, I can't hate on the fucking guy, because he's probably making a fuck ton of money, and, like, he just fucking gets a face tattoo, you know, he hangs out with fucking losers, and he's probably making more than I am making. It. It's fucked up, but it's his life. Maybe Play it's a game. path to follow. I know, fuck, man. Anybody want to, anybody, no, no, no tattoos for this guy. I don't, need, I don't need any uh, distinguishing marks if I commit a crime at some point in my life.
0: I see that smart thinking right <laughs> there. All
4: right, let's get this bitch going. Come on, guys. I'm ready. Let's right. go. <laughs> but, you know,
0: back in front of a crowd, I mean, sold out T-Mobile Arena, International Fight Week. I mean, I know this is just a job for you, but, I mean, is this is it special? Is it a different feeling than any other fight?
4: No, no wait. Let me try again. Let me try again. Let me try again. <clears throat> no, I'm so excited, man. This is the biggest opportunity of my life. I can't fucking wait. I finally made it. The big show. I got. Look at this. All these people here having to fucking put up with me. I made it. Nah, man. I mean, I'm just another fucking day. Go in there, fight, make money. It's cool.
0: Alex, obviously a, a dangerous guy. You know, yeah. proven in kickboxing, but not necessarily the track record no. in MMA. Did,
4: did you feel like he was big, scary Brazilian, man? We could all say it. The guys, massive. I walked him, like, fuck, man, I'm gonna walk away again. No, nah, I don't. I mean, is it, isn't he the current Glory champion? I believe so. Well, I mean, I know he, I know he lost, what, but I think yeah. by default they took all their belts. So does that default him back to the champion? Okay, I think so. Yeah. Fucking Glory cowards. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I shouldn't what, say.
0: Did you feel like he? I mean, did you feel like he deserved this opportunity against you? I mean, he hasn't paid as many dues uh, in the no. UFC as you have.
4: Dude, if we learn anything about UFC rankings, mean nothing. I mean, at the end of the day, like. It means nothing. He's the one that knocked out Izzy, so it's like here's what you can do. You could have him go, and then they'll eventually fight a wrestler who will take him down and beat him, and then they'll never get the Izzy shot. Or they could be like, you know, hey, why don't we have him fight Sean? Sean doesn't like to wrestle. Maybe, maybe if he beats him, then we could float him to the top. So this is literally purely just a ploy by the UFC, putting him against someone who likes to strike, to potentially get him an Izzy shot. So UFC, I applaud you, but. I might fucking wrestle.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to say, I mean, do you play a lot of the you Because of course you're absolutely right in your evaluation, but it would seem to be the easy route would be like, I'm just going to do nothing but wrestle for 100%. I mean, oh, could you do that?
4: Here's the thing, man. Here's the fucking thing. Let me tell you guys something. There's not one glory fucking kickboxer in any fucking weight class that I couldn't stand and bang with. So don't fucking tell me just because you're some big fucking Brazilian and you knocked out Izzy 20 years ago that fucking I can't stand with you. Come on, motherfucker. Get out of here.
0: You know the storyline of them trying to put it together without a sign rematch, but yeah, you win. I mean, Izzy, t- yeah. number one contender fight for you as well?
4: Fucking Izzy's probably in his hotel room right now watching fucking anime. I want to be the next anime. Fucking Izzy. No, but yeah, of course, dude. Like, fucking, yeah, let's go. By the way... They, I think I'm gonna be at the press conference, and I can't curse, so I need to try to like I need to try to tone my shit down. You know, I, I can't say fuck. I say fuck here. I can't say I can say here, but not the press conference. I mean, it's kind of the same thing. All right, let's be fucking better, Sean. Be a fucking professional. Let's get sponsored. Let's get some endorsements. Come on, fucking Nike. What do you want me to do? You want me to vote for fucking Biden? I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's continue
0: Well, I guess last thing for me I mean, your thoughts on this fight as far as how it plays out I mean, as you said, it looks like it could potentially be a banger But yeah. maybe not such an exciting fight would be the smarter route So what kind of fight do you think we see?
4: Uh, you know, man, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to do I never walk into the plan I'm going to go in there, oh man, that's a serious fucking cowboy hat that man has Can we just acknowledge this guy's big fucking cowboy hat? That's interesting Anyway, sorry <laughs> distracting me but uh no man i mean we'll find out i don't really go in a game plan i mean obviously if i go in there and I, he starts fucking hurting me yeah i'm gonna take the cowards way out and try to wrestle but like you know hopefully i could stand and bang with this gigantic scary fucking brazilian sean i'm just curious who came to you and said you shouldn't swear at the press conference you know man like here's the thing about like here's the thing about like when you're owned by disney because he's being owned by disney right then day, dude, I don't want to get Gino Chrono. Like I want to walk the line, bro. Like where's my LGBTQTZR shirt? Like, you know, like I mean, do we have any more letters added to this fucking thing? Like I want to I don't want to get banned. Dude. I want some sponsors, Nike. Give me a fucking flag, you guys. I'll carry this motherfucker around. <laughs> Let's go. But <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I say offensive shit, dude. I can't help it, you know. At the end of the day, you guys know I love the gays. You guys know I love the fucking gays. You want to fucking, you know. I you want to that. Yeah, I fucking love bi women. They're the best thing ever. Greatest thing fucking, greatest thing, you know. You guys all fucking love it. Anyways, I don't have, I'm not racist. I don't have anything against fucking trannies or trans. I don't know if you can say I don't have anything against anybody. You wanna cut your fucking dick off, call yourself Susie? Hell will call you Susie. I don't have anything against anybody. So if I say something that offends you, I'm fucking joking. Calm down, relax your fucking panties, it's gonna be okay.
3: <laughs> Sean over here. Uh, uh,
4: I saw oh this know. fucking guy. I like
3: this guy. Aren't you Canadian? <laughs> I am, yes. Let's fucking go. I actually like Canadian women. They're very liberal. Liberal in the best ways. You get I to train didn't. an American top team. I was curious why you chose there, of all places, to go train, and what was the connection? How did you end up training there? <laughs> so uh, Johnny Levin, Johnny El-
4: Elblum, he just beat uh, Gegard Mousasi. Uh, I wanted to help him for Gegard, but I really went there for Artem Levin. He uh, beat my opponent pretty, like, you know, pretty decisively, and we used to train when I was a kid. He used to be kind of a bully to me when I was a kid, so I wanted to run that shit back. But yeah, I pretty much just went there to help Johnny, who fucking looked amazing, and then to train with Artem Levin.
3: You met Kayla, Kayla Harrison. What was that exchange like? oh
4: dude, she's fucking insane. She's insane, man. Like, like she's fucking cool. But like, you know who she reminds me of? You guys ever watched Super Troopers? Officer Farvo. Like, she just walks in the room, like, "Hey, what up, fuckers?" And me and the guys are sitting there, like, "Oh shit, that just happened." But, you know, I talk a lot of shit Kayla, but once she lets her guard down, you know, it's like she's pretty sweet. And, and, and you got to understand, you got to understand, like, I've never said one good thing about Kayla. And, you know, most you guys in media, like, we're all cunts. We all make fun of her, you know. We all fucking do it. So I understand that she's in a world that, like, she's so used to being attacked that, like, sometimes you got to, like, you know, pretend like you got a dick and, like, be a little bit more aggressive than you should. So I take some responsibility in that. Sorry, Kayla. You're all right. You're a good person. I like
3: you. And do you have a pick in the main event between Adesanya and canada or Who do you see winning that?
4: Oh fuck, dude, I don't know, man. Who fucking knows these days? Who's the favorite?
3: Adesanya is a big favorite.
4: Yeah, I mean, who fucking knows, dude? Do you know who do you think's gonna win?
3: Adesanya, I think. Oh fucking. A. Just last one for me. Yeah, but you watch anime too. You fucking. I don't watch anime, okay. but it's all good. Nothing, nothing okay. against that. um the uh, l- last question. You're good buddies with Chris Curtis. Yeah, oh there, there was a point where he, you know, wasn't on the UFC's radar. Now he's in. He got another big win last week. How happy were you for him? Because you guys are good buddies.
4: Oh, man. I just want the guy to make money, you know? Like, you don't want to fucking... This is the thing about sucks about MMA. Like, like you could spend your whole life to this MMA and make jack shit with money, and the next thing you know, welcome to fucking Walmart. So it's nice to see actually Kurt having a, a future and, and won't be contemplating suicide at some point because there was a point in his life when... When, you know he was fucking up all these guys that were getting signed. by he'd beat guys that would get signed. Where I had to like bring him down. Like Kurt, like don't do it, man. Don't fucking do it. So I, I'm happy for him that, he, that he's getting a shot. And he's one of the he is one of the hardest working guys in the fucking gym. I mean, he spars every day. He was after his fight. He was back in there Monday, helping me out and helping guys out. Kurt, Kurt's a man. He trains his ass off, and he fucking deserves it. And he should have got it a lot sooner.
3: Sean, back here. You mentioned back to your left. Back to my left. Yeah, you, you mentioned about Man, the... Man, prom- you're all the way
4: back there. Is that because you're low on the totem pole, or is it uh- <laughs> I mean,
3: what could I do? I, get, I can only move up, right? Yeah.
4: What's with the guys in the fancy suits? How do they get up there? What do you? What's the deal with you guys? Who are, you, are, you a common, are you a guy? Why do you guys get front? He's all the way the fuck back there.
3: Mike is more than welcome to come all the way back up here. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that very much. <laughs> okay, but-
4: just checking, dude. Just checking. <laughs>
3: yeah.
4: These fucking guys watch anime. Look at that. You know they got anime stickers on their Subaru. You fucking know it. You fucking know it. What kind of car you drive, bro?
3: Just a Mazda.
4: Ah, I guarantee you, you got an anime sticker on there. I do not. Oh, okay, okay. That's some respectable. <laughs> All right, sorry, man. I'm just fine with you. Okay. you. know, I actually watched uh, when I was a kid Avatar, The Last Airbender. Good fucking anime, man. Ang was the fucking man. So you know, I can't talk that much shit. Anyways, back to you, sir. What's up?
3: Oh, <laughs> well, it's good to be—it's good to be—be uh, be recognized here. <laughs> yeah.
4: So in the way uh, fucking back, you don't want me to come down there. Have I'll a stand, stand on with the chair you. if you need me, to, show. Nah, that's all good, dude. I got you.
3: But I'm—I'm I'm curious. When you found out you were going to be at the press conference, how did you initially react to that?
4: Oh man, fuck! Don't say anything gay. Don't 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 say anything homophobic, racist. Like it just—there's a lot of boxes that I got to fucking check, you know. And you guys all fucking know me. Like that's not who I am, but. I just start talking and next thing I knew I'm making fun of the fucking Mazda kid with the fucking anime addiction. <laughs> I can't fucking help it dude. I can't fucking help it. Fuck man. And the guy next to him he doesn't even fucking know what he's doing here man. Where's your fucking tie? Why are you letting him outdress you? <laughs> Anyways. no, nah, I, just, I just can't say anything fucking. I just can't say anything fucked up. So that's my goal. And if I do you guys you gotta give me a pass. You gotta give me a pass. I'm a white trash dropped out of high school man. I I'm not quite socialized. I don't get out much, so this is actually the most social- <laughs> this is the most social interaction I've ever got. You guys are forced to be my friends, forced to like me. It's nice. All you motherfuckers just saying to man. I hope this motherfucker just gets knocked out so I never have to see this guy again.
3: So I'm also curious. On top of that, if you win this fight, it's probably a number one contender fight. You get a title shot. How would you describe what a Sean Strickland title reign <laughs> would look like?
4: Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck man. You know that that's why I'd wanna be a champion, just to bring it down. You know, like you have all these like like good champions, they're like, you know, they carry themselves so well, they pretend they're not a bunch of fucking caveman, barbaric losers. And I just wanna be I wanna be a champion just to let you guys all know they're all a bunch of fucking losers that hit people in the face, you know. I'm not gonna be to Sean O'Malley with the fucking double watches and the gay face tattoo and like I just want to be the people's champion, you know, like like the guy that you meet at a bar that's complaining about fucking Biden. That's that's me. I'm just a people. I'm a guy. I'm a guy like you guys, or or you know, girls, depending on what gender you choose to be. <laughs> all the way back here. Yeah, all the way back there, dude. I got you. Man, and you're recording from a fucking cell phone, dude. We gotta have a conversation about your setup.
2: <laughs> I know, right. But you lot. can come up
4: here if you want, man. You wanna join me? Let's get how many followers you got on Instagram? Uh ninety four
2: thousand. Ninety
4: four thousand? More than me. What's your name? Uh Chris. From where?
2: Uh, well, I work with MiddleEasy.com and MMA Island.
4: Okay, MMA, I know this fucking guy. He's always twisting my tweets and giving me fucking, hey, is that you? Is that fucking you? Oh, man, yeah, you need to come sit by me, man. And the funny thing is I always talk shit on-, on him, but it's things I'm saying. So, like, he'll post something, and, like, I get so much heat. I'm like, fuck this organization. And I'm like, Sean, you're the one that said it, you fucking idiot. <laughs>
2: Uh, Just one question for me. Uh, What did you make of Kevin Holland stopping his his, uh, fourth crime in a row right before his last fight? I don't fucking know, man.
4: Kevin Holland's a fucking girl. Uh, I mean, yeah, good for him, man. Like, fucking way to to be a good guy. Way to be a fucking superhero. Kevin Holland, fucking, do you want a brownie? You want a fucking award? Yeah, no, he's doing the right thing, man. Good job. That's the only thing I could say that, uh, yeah, I had nothing to say to that.
3: Yeah, I would probably here.
4: like him more if he was on committing the crime, but you know, whatever.
3: Right. Hey, Sean, back here, another one of the back row guys. W- w- I
4: don't even know. Where you Oh shit! Did you're behind uh, the 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 pink shirt guy?
3: Exactly. Now,
4: why are you so far back? Where, where are you from? Tell me where you're from.
3: Cage Side Press.
4: Caged Side Press. That sounds official. Well, who has who is more popular? You or May Island? You're more rec- you're more than <laughs> I uh, dropped out of high school. This motherfucker just hits a repost button. You probably actually have to do your job, but continue. It,
3: it, it really sucks some days, man. I ain't going to lie to you.
4: Yeah, no, you're uh, regretting this choice.
3: <laughs> uh, oh, heck no. Sean, I, I want to know, when sponsors talk to you, what uh, do they ask when you? When
4: sponsors talk? to me, Who the fuck? <laughs> what?
3: Like, have you ever had to just
4: straight up say, Sean, you need to stop or we're not going to pay you? I've just accepted that I'm not going to get fucking paid. <laughs> You know what? Uh, you know what? I'll give I'll give somebody a free shout out. Fucking what's that one like dog Bitcoin everybody's about? You know what I'm talking about? The Marcellino. Yeah, and every every asshole fighter standing up there like, this is the best thing ever. This guy's helped me, made me so much fucking money. I love this. And meanwhile, they don't fuck about Bitcoins. They actually hit me up for a sponsor, and you know, I just like it the end of the day, man, I don't like fucking Bitcoins. I don't fucking you know, it's tanking. It's shit. Like, why am I going to go pedal some shit that, like, I don't believe in? So until someone makes some, like, white trash fucking brand, you want to give me a trailer company, man? I've been looking at some good trailers. No. So I just, it's, it's hard for me to, like, get sponsors with shit I don't believe in, you know? And so, uh, you Are you a crypto guy? Yeah. Heck no. Smart man. Smart man. I bet this guy's a fucking crypto guy with his Mazda. <laughs> what kind of Mazda you got, bro? Is it Miata? Oh, shit, yeah, I actually like the Mazda. How many horsepower you got, like 180? Oh, this fucking guy doesn't know fuck about cars, man. All right, anyways, sorry, man, did I answer your question? Yeah, sponsors don't fucking come to me. But if anybody knows any sponsors, man, like fucking I like money. You know, I only got a couple more, few more years left in this sport, so if you guys want to give me money, fucking let's go. What would be your uh, most ideal sponsor, Sean? Oh, man, who said that? Oh, this fucking good. This man, I like your beard, bro. You, if you can't grow hair, you grow a fucking beard, and that man fucking accomplished that. I like that. He's in shape. Some TRT. I,
3: I just wanted you to make fun of me.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I make fun of myself so much, so it's so easy. I don't fucking know, man. It'd be like a gun company, a fucking motorcycles, fucking any 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 stereotypical white trash hobby that you could think a a white male would do. That would probably be something I'm interested in. You know. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you have a filter on anything? Ah, oh, fuck, man. I don't know, dude. I, no, not at all. Not at all. I don't know. Where are you from, dude? Where are you from? Utah. Okay, you're a good-looking guy. He's probably one of the better-looking guys in here without hair. I like that guy. <laughs> he has good... What do you? You work out?
3: Uh, a little bit. Are you
4: Mormon? Yes. Oh, you got a couple wives, huh? I, I respect I'm that. I'm working on the second. I respect that. <laughs> oh, you really are Mormon, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, you ready to get your own planet? <laughs> well, working on that too. Are there any red people in here? You know that the uh, well, Christ coming. Uh, wait, what, why are why are Indians red? Because is isn't there some weird story. I'm not gonna make fun of I, religion, I don't bro. Know. I, I you know that, you're I, in a cool. I don't need to make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> so one other question. Uh how what's the best thing Biden's doing right now for the country? Oh my god, Biden, fucking Biden, dude. Give me a fucking break. You know, let me let me go on a rant real quick. A rant real fucking quick about America. It's why, like, I'm not a huge American fan, right? Like, you assholes with all this inflation. Let's just say like, and this is why if you're trying to buy a house, fucking Mazda, man, you're about that time where you need to start trying to like, you know, get a fucking wife, have a couple kids. All that inflation does with Biden, you let people like me or other people money, they go and buy these fucking houses so little Mazda kid can't do it. And we're like, oh, no, inflation. All inflation does is make their million-dollar fucking loans that they get devalued, and they raise your fucking rent for that. Like... Don't even be starting a fucking Biden, America, man. I, I'm, I'm the most patriotic fucking guy there is, but I can't love America. And I can't like America because if I fucking liked America, I'd be a fucking radical fucking terrorist. I'd be running down here with the 1776 flag saying, "Let's fucking go." So it's easier just to be like, "Yeah, let's go Biden. Let's go Biden."
2: <laughs> Sean, just right here to bring it back to actual fight talk. You said, "Oh yeah, fight talk is that what we're here for." <laughs> Uh, You said you don't like the fact that people say (laughs) maybe you can't hang with the striking of Prayer given his Uh, background. Um, What do you? You're not even
4: a good striker, bro. Like, what? What is Prayer? Like, fuck. dude. the only reason to do that is because you're fucking tall, man. You're genetically gifted. If you were a fucking, if you were a normal sized fucking human being, you wouldn't even fucking be here. Your style sucks.
0: So, what do you think? Your style. Why is your style so much better?
4: Because I have to. Because I'm not a fucking genetically gifted fucking. I'm a fat fucking outishly fat. You know, I got a fucking gut, man. I actually have to learn to fight. I just can't be like 80 inch reach, fucking 80 inch reach head kick, like fuck, dude. I had actually learned how to fucking fight. Now he pulls this fucking camera. Now I'm sitting down. Anyways, I was expecting you to get up like that. Yeah, be fuck, man. You get me all worked up talking about fucking Biden with the Mormon. I'm fucking angry. <laughs> chunk. Like all right, uh, are we that, good now? Are we uh, good?
2: Uh, one more for me.
4: Uh, what about bisexual women speaks out to you? Wait, who said that uh, over here? Uh, Wait, uh, can I get some? Oh, back. this fucking guy, dude! Don't you fucking start with me! I don't want to be on one of your fucking clips, dude! Get the fuck out of here! I'm not even answering that MMA island. Thanks. <laughs> all right, Joshua. All right, guys, anyways, it has been fun. You guys are all awesome. If I offended you, I'm sorry. Don't be such a pussy.
3: All right,
0: so we could sit here probably all afternoon and talk about uh, breaking down word for word what Sean did. I'm just going to say I I don't want to do that. I just want to say that that was probably – the craziest media scrum I've I've ever been a part. Now I, I, there may have been some over the years that I'm not remembering, and so somebody maybe hit me up with some crazy ones. But as far as you know, recency bias and all that, that, that had to be one of the craziest ones.
1: I've just pulled up my WhatsApp because I was I was messaging you during this, and I just the first one just had three words on it: off the rails. Off that the was rails. it. Off the rails. Because at that point he'd hijacked the whole proceedings, yeah. right? I mean, everyone was just. Sitting around, just waiting to be roasted. Security Steve was standing off to the side, doing his best not to piss himself laughing. Security
0: Steve, and, and I'm not going to use his uh, name too much and to say too many bad things because I'll end up missing. But uh, <laughs> no, he, it was funny. Like you could see, he had his hand over his mouth. Mm-hmm. He was just trying to like control himself a little yeah. bit. Yeah.
1: So yeah, and I, I completely, completely off the rails. And and some of the stuff was to say it was close to the close to the knuckle would be would be an understatement. Some of it was flat out funny. Like the stuff where he wasn't, he wasn't uh, talking about marginalised communities and things like that, where he got a bit tricky. Some of the other stuff where he was just roasting some of the members of the press, I thought was very good. I do too. And I, I, and as as a member of the press, I approve of that, right? I, I think, I think, you know, I think as members of the press, we should be prepared to take a little bit of stick, provided. It's allowed to come back in, in kind without without repercussion because they could kick the crap out of us, and I don't particularly <laughs> yeah. want that. I but, mean, it's
2: funny we've heard him in the past, but like that was the best session in terms of him just like saying his jokes and have them resonate and be funny. Because he's tried other ones, and it was almost like it was like, "Oh, you're trying so hard, Sean. You're right. trying so hard." It was like he practiced a routine. It was so good. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, there is something to the fact that we've seen Sean do this over and over. That for us. For me, it, I, I won't lie, It was I thought a lot of it was just absolutely hilarious. But in the back of my mind, I was like, wow, for a lot of the people that haven't seen this in person, I could see their wheels just like, oh, my God, this is – am I now obligated that I have to write something and do whatever? It's like, bro, I get it because we've already been through that same hurdles yeah. internally as well where people have jumped over and said, okay, well, now we have to say this or now we have to do this. And it's easy enough to do that, you know, but, you know, like Dana would, would love to say on these sort of things, they're, they're fighters, they're cage fighters, what do you expect, yeah. you know, but there is something to the, the fact that his delivery and the, he was just so at ease doing it. And I think that's why it felt funny and got a good laugh because it just he was hit, he was firing on all cylinders. I mean. Was it probably wrong to say a lot of the shit? Sure. Yeah, yeah. But was it funny? Yeah. You know, is it wrong for us to say it was funny and acknowledge it being funny? I guess so. But it was. It was funny. And I loved the part when he kept going off on the different media. And I don't even know the guy, the Mazda kid that he was yelling <laughs> at. I think it was an, an international uh, media guy coming in. That might in. be
1: his first trip to Vegas. Can but it, you imagine? It oh, was literally goodness. hilarious. It's and, like, what have I done? And,
2: you know. But it was good. I mean, Sean did it. He 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 kept the kid gloves on. He could have went a lot harder, you know, towards the kid. But um, it was cool, man. Um, but it yeah, it was it was
1: it was it was if I can say the word playful when he was when he was yeah. roasting the members of the media, he was doing it with a smile on his face and a twinkle in his eye, right? Yeah, like so. Anybody who doesn't know Sean Strickland or know anything about him and had just watched this from minute one, they'd have been like, "Wow, okay, this is this is this is kind of full on," but. I think, uh, in, and, and also there was some interesting stuff that came out of that. It was almost sort of under the under the radar stuff. I love the fact he was talking about Chris Curtis mm. and how they're good good friends, mm. and all the rest of it. I actually met Chris Curtis yesterday at, at Extreme Couture. I had a really good chat with him. Yeah, absolutely top guy. Um, someone who's finally getting his chance, right? Yep. And uh, that was something that I thought that was a lovely little moment that he he spent uh, like a good minute or so. A lot of respect. Really, just making the point that Curtis was someone who was fighting guys, beating them, and then the guys he was beating were getting called up to the UFC, and he was just giving him some props, which I thought I thought that was great. And Curtis is the sort of guy that anybody who meets and talks to him and watches him fight, they're, you know, they're a fan of him because he's just one of those kind of fighters. And the other thing that struck me, and that might account for why he was quite as animated as he was, he was... I think, I think the amount of people in the room may have made him a little bit nervous. Mm. And I think he might have been... Uh, Compensating for a little bit of nerves, Definitely first time walking into that. walking yeah. into a room with about hundred media members in it, yeah. in a much bigger setting than he's ever dealt with before. Bear in mind, we've had the pandemic era where you've had probably three or four outlets tops.
2: His last media day there right. in the Apex, there was probably four or five. Yeah, right. Probably w- four or five of
1: us. He walks out through a curtain, and there's a hundred people sitting there, yeah. and about about a dozen cameras pointing in his face. That was
2: very cool. For, right. That was very cool for the fighters because they haven't had that in a long time. and no. you know, with through no fault of us, we show up, we're yeah. there. But I mean, it's just unfortunate for some cards, people don't. Today, for that, just for that point, was probably one of the coolest things to see fighters actually come out and be yeah. like, "Wow, this is like a proper media mm. day. Like this is awesome." Yep. you know, like. I wish more were like that. even when we're at downtown or even at the T-Mobile, you can't quite get the – gist because the media is all separated. Mm-hmm. You have the people in the front and then you got us in the way, way back riser. So in that sense, it was very impressive. And for the fighters, that probably was probably one of the first events where they felt like they were in a big show. is how it used to be. Yeah, this for is some- how it used to be. Like it's firing. Like it was really, really cool, you know. So I certainly didn't feel any nerves, at least from him. If anything, he no. rose to the, the occasion. Yeah.
1: But you know. I, he sort of mentioned a couple of times that he he was like, you know, I I haven't really got loads of friends. I'm, I'm not I'm not much of a socializer. Blah blah blah. He's like, you're all my friends now, yeah. and all this sort of stuff. Uh, I he's just, a gym rat. He's a total just, gym rat. I just thought I just thought there might have been a little bit in there of of him trying to adjust to his surroundings a little bit and deciding, yeah. sod it, I'm just going to have fun with these people. They're all here. Let's see what this. Let's, let's just let's just let's just sort of. Yeah. You know, tear one off and see see where we go with this. And, uh, you know, there were a few moments that, that had you sort of wincing. Going, yeah, yeah. Hey. there were a couple of things
0: I wish you would have taken back. You
1: don't want to be saying some of that stuff. But some of the other stuff was absolute, absolute gold. And if we can keep that, the trouble is you can't, because of the way his personality is, I don't think you can have one without the other. Nah. Yeah. Um, and to for for a mainstream, a sport that is now mainstream, that's a tough sell. Yep. Um, and uh, he said it himself. He thinks they've brought in Alex Pereira to beat him. Um, to go, and that they haven't given him someone who can wrestle or someone who's known to wrestle. Right. I think, as you said at the press thing, I think we might see a bit of wrestling out of him. So, but it's an it's an interesting matchup. And but that 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 media day was a, a unique experience. All right, like so that.
0: that's what. So you touched on. And I want to get into the fight aspect of this because it is interesting. Like I will say this: I think this was perfect matchmaking, right? Because. I am of the opinion with Alex Pereira that, look, he's going to lose some fights. There are some terrible matchups for him in this division. But we all know why he was brought in, because of his history with Israel Adesanya. And, and the UFC, I think, has done a good job of managing him to this position. And, look, they're giving uh, – I mean, does, does Alex deserve this fight? No, he doesn't deserve this fight. But is it a fight that, you know, you can get away with making and that you can put him in? I honestly believe if he beats Sean Strickland, they should absolutely make the, make the title fight right away because of the history, because of what you can sell. And like I said, the, there's people in this division they are going to beat Alex Mejeda. There's no doubt about it. Now, here's what I'm wondering, because I, I think it's a perfect piece of matchmaking. Uh, I, I think it's smart. It, it, it potentially maneuvers Alex into a title shot. It's the right stylistic matchup. But Sean, Sean has the ability to wrestle him. Sean absolutely has the ability to outwrest yep. but I know he says, I hate wrestling, I hate boring fights, I want to be, you know, he likes to go out there and bang. I think, and, and this is why I'm torn on this fight, because if, 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 this re- if Sean does go out there and say, like, I'm going to strike with this kid to prove a point... I think, I think he gets knocked out, to be honest with you. I think he gets knocked out. I mean, granted, he's got a nice jab. He's got nice pressure. He could take a shot. I'm not saying it's like he has zero chance. He does have some chance. But I think he drastically increases his chances of winning the fight. If he's like, I'm not messing around with you in the standard department. I'm just going to wrestle. But I don't know if he has that in him. You know, like I think it's – and, and, and I think even Izzy touched on it. He said if he fights with ego – and, and I don't even know if it's ego. Like uh, maybe it is. Maybe ego is the right word. I don't know. But it's just like that's just who he is. Like I don't yeah. think he. I think he wants to fight that way.
2: I mean, I would if, it, if there was anything I where to credit where I think that maybe he he's smart enough to know that he's not. He does want to just play into his opponent's uh, strengths. Is he credited? He's Kurt, Chris Kurt credited him for helping him in his training camp. Here's Strickland. Crediting Curtis and what he's able to do. The whole thing, Curtis said, Yes, I could fight a guy that's great on the ground in jujitsu, but do I want to go in there and only do jujitsu? That would be stupid. Yep. Of course I'm not going to do that. So I guarantee the whole mantra of that camp and everybody that was training with him was like, Don't play to your opponent's strengths. Yep. You know, play to his weaknesses. And I guarantee Sean's smart enough to know that Okay, here's a guy that's a great kickboxer, you know, world champion, all this other stuff. Don't make it a striking match. You know, play to what weaknesses that he showing. And I know we want know? I
0: know we all love stand up battles and wars, but yeah, I loved you know, I loved Chris Curtis being like, Am I gonna grapple with Adolfo Viera? Hell no. Yeah, like, like that, that would be stupid. dumb. Like I honestly wish Sean would have come in there today and be like, Can I outstrike this guy? No, I don't fight in glory. But yeah. can I beat him in a mixed martial arts fight? Damn sure I I can, like he, and he better yeah. be ready for that.
1: But he, he he didn't leave it at that either. He said there is not a fighter in glory in any weight class that he can't hang with in stand up oh. in the stand up fight. And he made a big point of it.
3: I know. Now, that could be games Now, This I mean.
1: this might be the absolute perfect perfect lead up to a fight where he's leading everybody to think he's gonna do what he always does. Yep. He's gonna go in there, he's gonna work behind his jab, he's gonna look to effectively point fight him and, and just outpoint him over three rounds but what we might see and what if he if he wants to really have the best chance of winning and to drop the name of another another UFC fighter who is not prone uh, sorry who isn't shy of a controversial opinion or two he needs to go full Colby Covington in his approach in terms of the fight itself throw punches to uh, you know get the opening get inside yeah then get inside and then get the takedown and because if you stand on the outside with with Alex Pereira who He's a big lad as well. He's got an eighty-inch,
2: eighty-inch reach. He's
1: a big unit for a middle. He's got weight, a four-inch
2: right? so four reach uh, advantage if, mm-hmm. if these stats are correct. Strickland's got a seventy-six. Yeah, four inches is big. Well, it's even bigger.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I say
2: that I looked at me, Mark Morgan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> four inches is a good day if <laughs> I'm lucky. <laughs> but it's, it's, but the. The other thing is standing in front of him is is the kicks. Four inches wide. I'm yeah. four inches wide. <laughs> Two inches in length.
2: <laughs> I'm like a crumpet, I'm just <laughs> wide and thin.
1: And you spread butter on it, yeah?
2: Oh, <laughs> oh I did bring those in. Never mind. Um, oh, we're more off the rails
0: than Sean Strickland. Oh dear.
1: More. No. Trying to drag it back. Alex Pereira's kicks. Uh, uh, are a factor in in this fight, you know. I mean, he, yeah, he's got the reach advantage in, in in the in the punches, but I think the kicks are going to be even more of a thing. And I think I think uh, Strickland may find find himself in trouble. Parti- you know, we talked about low kicks with Izzy. Uh, Alex Pereira's low kicks are going to be absolutely savage. He's um, a Hulk of know. a dude, man. He's a monster. He he's a monster. Literally, looks like easily a
2: light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, and and bigger. He is. He's just a beast of a dude, man. He's going to be a problem for anybody. And the fact that, it, God bless Izzy, he's just like, oh, I'll make him look even worse now. I'm just like, dude, you both look like young kids when mm. you guys fought before. They both look like men now. Mm. But Alex looks like a man's man. That like, dude's a fucking beast. I turned to man. Abby
1: at media day and uh, Alex Pereira on the stage. I just turned to Abby, nudged him and went, he looks like a killer, doesn't he? He, <laughs> look, beast, he looks looks like a killer. Like it's and, and in
2: it's in the eyes. Both of them had the know? eyes. There's something in their eyes you could tell when they're just like mm-hmm. that dude's seeing shit and like you don't want to get on the wrong side of him. Yeah. But Alex, I mean, he, he really has it, man. He's he is a
0: killer. Oh yeah, and I think if it look if Alex wins this fight, you book the title fight right away. Yeah, you, you do. do it. The history's there. Yeah. The story's there. It'll sell. And like I said, Alex is going to lose some fights, man. There's some matchups that don't make sense to him.
1: But you've got to book the title fight. The one thing that we need to not lose sight of is the experience gap. is absolutely It's, massive. it's, it's not a gap. It's a yeah. chasm, right? It's massive, right? Between like, these Shawn, two. Between Strickland Shawn, and... Sean yeah, Strickland has yeah. has a, a, a very, very extensive career. He's for all different types of opponents. And he's find a way to beat most of them, right? His form is excellent. And you're talking about Alex Pereira, who he's only had a handful of fights. This is by a distance, by a distance, the best fighter he's ever faced in MMA. Mm -hmm. And this is an enormous jump for him. And let's not, let's not underestimate, you know, we're talking about the fact that this is, this is a big stage. We're going to have a sold out crowd, hopefully at the weekend. We had a big media day. Like the scale of everything is big. Mm -hmm. And Alex Pereira is coming into this. Yeah. He's the betting favorite, which I find interesting. Um, Barely though, it's barely. It's, it's almost a coin but, flip. But it, it? just it's goes to show. You.
0: He started as the dog and he got bet down to yeah. the favorite, slight favorite, almost a coin flip. Yeah. But that just goes to show you that I think people people
1: are buying into the whole easy. Yeah. yeah, they, but put, it, but they maybe this is didn't the thing. know the
2: the real story about it. Now is they're finding out they're like, whoa, this is the guy that beat Izzy mm. Oh, okay. This is the thing.
1: Is this if this is a striking matchup Alex Prayer is the favorite, right? If this is a proper mixed martial arts fight, and that means Sean Strickland fights mixed martial arts, not just striking, right? That's the thing. We mentioned it earlier with Volkanovski. I think he's a better mixed martial artist than, than Max Holloway. Clearly, clearly, Strickland is a better mixed martial artist at this stage than Alex Pereira. Now, Pereira may develop into a great mixed martial artist. Right now, he's a, he's a world-class kickboxer who's had a handful of fights in MMA. He's still got the training wheels on in terms of MMA, right? He's in there with a, with a seasoned veteran of the game. And if Strickland fights with his head, he wins this fight. I agree. You know? But I don't know
0: if it's going be gnarly. But I don't know
1: if he will. That's if fake. I was a betting man, I would, I would, I would avoid this fight like the plague. The odds, yeah. the odds aren't attractive enough on either side to All take a right, punt this so shit. I would, in your I would, I would, I would back away. This will bust your parlay. Yeah. This will bust yeah, yeah, your yeah. parlay. 100% yeah. I, would, I would, back away, sit back, and enjoy the action. But All right, but his knees
2: are just so nasty, oh. man. That even he oh. gets close. I mean, like it's not even just his hands. You think he's gonna tie him up, but he's he's got a he's got that way of just getting a little bit distance and just destroying dudes with his knees. It's. Strickland's got a tough fight, man. This is, this is a this is a tough one for him. He's gotta get him to the ground. He can't even get into the clinch in this because in the clinch he's 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 in danger. He has to get him to the ground.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and uh, knock on Wood right now, but Robbie Lawler, Brian Barberina can't suck, right? There's just there's just <laughs> no way that fight doesn't no. suck. Right. It's no. gonna be a fun fight.
1: Brian Barberina looked like a kid on Christmas Eve in the media day today. He just looked like all his Christmases have come at once. Like he had a great fight with Matt Brown last time. I know he got Booed to the rafters because it was in Columbus, Ohio, and it was it was a that's great a great city. It was a great fight. Damn it was a great <laughs> city. Oh, I Kenny, Io! there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, and now now he's got he's got Robbie Lawler. He's on some sort of legends tour now. Um, but Robbie Lawler, the last time I watched Robbie Lawler at International Fight Week, uh, he was fighting Rory MacDonald in the co-main event of oh, UFC 189. My in one of the all-time great title all-time fights great. all-time great title fights and he's in the hall of fame right so you know but robbie lawler is has uh, has been through a lot of wars now this is not peak robbie lawler we're talking about and brian barbarena is the welterweight division's answer to the energizer bunny right he just keeps on he just keeps on plowing forward he doesn't mind getting clipped here and there he even said it he said i fully expect to be getting punched in the face I expect to get hit as hard as Robbie Lawler can hit me yep. and I'm looking forward to it or something like that, you know, to worse to that effect. You know, he's, he's, he's embracing the violence that is about to ensue and this fight, as you said, it can't suck. Can't it suck. can't suck. And, you know, only, I think only an absolute thriller in one of the title fights will prevent that fight from being a fight of the night candidate. Unless Brian Barberena does something and breaks Robbie Lawler early or Robbie Lawler just finds a punch from 10 years ago and lands it clean. Um, you know, Lawler is a legend at this game, and in some ways, I would I would have been happier if he'd have retired earlier because he's just an all-time great. And then when when he got to win the belt, it was such a great moment because it felt like his chance had already gone, and that maybe he wouldn't get his chance. He got his chance. He became champion. He had that little run. He had that moment at the MGM Grand against against um, Roy MacDonald. Mm. The end of the fourth round. That that little moment Bad where they moment. just stared at each Bad other. Just, just you know, he's going down in history as one of the all-time greats. He he transitioned from the early Zufi years to the modern-day Endeavor era of the UFC, and now he's giving back through Sanford MMA, helping a whole new generation of welterweights come through. Um, this is going to be a tough fight for him, I think. Barbarina is just—he doesn't know when to stop.
0: I'm not going to lie; since we are, since it is a UFC Hall of Fame induction weekend, mm-hmm. I don't. Always remember the rules exactly of what qualifies as. Pi- but does he qualify as technically? He could be in the Pioneer Wing, but he's going to be like a modern era guy. Like that's, I mean, he won the title in the modern era, so like technically he could go in as a pioneer. I mean, he's obviously a future UFC Hall of Famer. He's been a uh, a favorite of the organization for a long time. Dana White has clearly, you know, talked about his affinity for Robbie Lawler. The dude has delivered epic classics, you know, from 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 day one. Does it, he qualify as a pioneer? He's
1: got to. I've just pulled up his record. His debut in the UFC was against Aaron Riley, unanimous decision win at UFC thirty-seven, May the tenth. Listen to the year two thousand and two. Yeah. Twenty years ago. More than twenty years, he's had. I mean, now granted. I mean, wasn't Sa- Sakabara was brought in as a
2: pioneer, right? And he never even fought in the UFC, right? Or did he get in there eventually, or was it? No, was no,
0: like, no, no. But he's but. But he was in the pioneer. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. yeah. But because there's, a a, there's, there's an actual, range. yeah, he does. He, he qualifies because it's before it's be. before the advent of the unified rules. So, mm-hmm. um, oh no, that was two thousand. So he he did just two thousand two. Okay, yeah, two thousand two. Nah, nah, nah. That so, was his fifth profile. So, damn fight. it, he does not qualify for the for the pioneers. Mm. I think that because that, that would be kind be of subjective. like something cool. Well, you put him both. Put him in both wings.
1: You know, have, have, have him in both. Wings. But yeah, like he had he had he had that early run. And then uh, he left the UFC, bounced around a few different promotions, went to Elite That's for a crazy, bit. crazy, Strike he, Force for a bit. He misses
0: the Pioneer Wing by like a year and a half.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he's he, uh, what what he is, is a legend of the game. He's a legend. He's a legend of the game. And when he does eventually hang the gloves up, he will continue to give back to the game. He, he loves the sport so yeah. much. And, you know, down there at, at Sanford MMA, he's he's clearly beloved by everybody in that gym. Yeah. Um, and, uh yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing him fight again. It's been a while since I've seen Robbie Lawler fight live.
0: It brings it brings a certain energy to the crowd. All right, main card kicks off with Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley. Uh, listen, Pedro Munoz, the strength of schedule that this man has had is insane, dude. The run of guys that he's fought is just absolutely insane. Here's another killer. And, look, I'm going to say Sean O'Malley is a killer. Um, I know a lot of people may look at him and say, uh, still a little bit untested. This is his first test. I get that, and that's fair to say. I, but we're talking about – talent what you see you know he has he proven yet and that's one thing you know sometimes people you, you talk about rankings and where people belong stuff like that to me rankings are a list of accomplishment not in a list of like where you anticipate them to be or where you peg their talent to be so i like you know sean o'malley's kind of slow rise but i do believe his talent is elite level now this will be an opportunity for him to prove it um I guess the one thing I want to ask you guys about this, and, and, and look, it's really easy to write off Pedro Munoz. That would be dumb. He's fought the best in the world, and he's, and he's pushed them to the end. Um, but Sean O'Malley, I do believe, is the real deal, and I think it's easy to be like, ah, oh, Sean O'Malley, he's a hype train, he's this. I don't believe that to be the case. So I think if you're writing off either person, you're making a mistake. These are both two very talented individuals. They're meeting at a good time. Now, here's what I wanted to ask you guys. Does Sean O'Malley seem today –
2: a little more mature. I, 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 I loved. I Minus mean, the two watches that didn't work on that was, That was hilarious.
1: That I love that. They were super fancy. By the so way, I'm he like,
0: did seem incredibly annoyed that he was being asked about it. Because it's
2: so ridiculous. Like, they're super expensive watches and you can't take the time to fucking program them. Like, bro. Well, he does not wear them to tell time. Colin McGregor did that. I mean, come on. You know, double down. But that's what I think. Then you just feel like he's just borrowing somebody else's stick.
0: No, but he took. Conor McGregor had one watch that he didn't use to tell Tom. I got two watches I don't use to tell Tom. How about
2: that, and son? Here's, here's the other that thing, Kenny. Looks even more stickier. <laughs> like, he will have – He
1: will. assuming those those watches are showing different times, he will have the correct time four times today. Look at that. Right? Look at that. There you go.
0: <laughs> so bad. <laughs> 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 All right, but listen. But I. Oh, look, I get it. I mean, there's – look, he's over the top in terms of his presentation, his style. He's not going to be everybody's cup of tea – um, would but you
2: ever wear a watch that didn't have the right fucking time? I don't wear
0: a watch, period, man. I don't like having things on my wrist. Who does that, honestly, man? I, they, they, I mean, guys that are wearing very expensive watches. So
2: then you just take it off after you leave media day. You're just like, ah, right, cool media day. Done. Maybe, Let me put maybe, this watch maybe back. Maybe you got in
0: paid the- to wear that watch, man. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Maybe he's like, hold on, they're gonna pay me. They're gonna pay me how much to wear a watch? What if I
2: wear two of them? You know what, you what I'm saying? You would think they want it to be working at peak, the right operations. See, you're looking at this all wrong. You don't I know. You're not on this level. I guess not. But I, I'm not a fashionable man. <laughs> I like my watches to be the right time. I'm wearing a fucking Fitbit. All but right, it's so, goddamn right time, though.
0: So other than the watches not telling the right time, I get it. Look, his 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 presentation, the way he dresses, you know, the, the hair, all that. Like, I get it. Like, some people are always going to call him a clown. They're going to say whatever. But, I mean, we have definitely seen this kid. Dude, it's so funny, man watching the other day, I think it was, maybe it was a countdown or whatever, and they were showing, uh like, his contender series fight. And it's like, I haven't seen it in a while, man. Like, you're like, that's the same dude? Like, I, can, I'm, like, I'm man, I kind villain. of forgot, like, what a, what a baby he was this when he came in, in here, this. man. That's for so, sure. So, you know, listen, and he's always been about marketing. He's always been more about, you know, not just fighting, but the whole brand presentation and all that. And I get it. Like, he caught, you know, he caught a lot of flack when he when he came out with the whole thing of, like, I'm not going to fight top ten guys until I have a top ten contract. By the way, that's just smart business, that's you know what I mean? Like, but he caught shit for it and all that. So, I understand all the criticism, all the doubters, all that. But I don't know. Now that he's in the rankings, now that he's fighting a top ten guy, I don't know, to me, he struck me as a little bit more mature today, a little bit more ready, a little bit more like, okay, let's go. I mean, A, he talked about, you know, he he he, he big up Pedro, right? Which a lot of times he's just been like, this dude sucks, this dude's da-da-da, I'm going to embarrass him. No, he's like, bro, I beat this guy, it means something. He's tough as hell, da-da-da-da. He big up the UFC in terms of, hey, man. I know how you make money. I help them make money. I make more money, and that's the truth. You know, we're and he said it. We're partners. The same thing that Dane always says. These are our partners. You know what I mean? Like, he's getting it. He's understanding it. And um, I don't know, man. And, and 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 I even asked him. I said, look, you know, you win this. Like, you slow played, but now do you accelerate things a little bit? And he, he didn't say he didn't commit one way or the other. But he's like, you don't understand. Like, things can happen fast. I don't know, man. I, I, I honestly. I feel like this guy has slow played himself into this position and has an opportunity to break out, but I'm I'm not automatically just circling him on the on the on the bout sheet against Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz is tough. This is a tough test, but I, I feel like Sean is, is ready to, to, to really break out. I know I know he's already popular. I know he's already a star in terms of metrics and things like that, but in terms of like really being a guy, I think he's ready.
1: He's twenty seven years old now.
2: Like he's not he's not a kid anymore. It's like a cormier line. Just being a guy, because Cormier's like, that's my guy. And he's a guy. He's a guy.
1: <laughs> he's not. Yeah. He's. He's. He's not. He's not a kid anymore, right? He's had. He knows. He knows the UFC ropes. i so is a guy. Speak, right? He's a Right. Guy. Yeah. He's just a guy that does this. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, he's. He's in. He's in with. He's in a good spot now. I think if he gets a, a good win over, see, Pedro Munoz has never been knocked out. I know. Ever.
0: I know. Right.
1: And he's been in there with some killers. He's never been knocked out. So. If O'Malley goes in there and somehow manages to knock him out or TKO him, then that's a statement. That's a statement. And um,
2: It's been happening more often. Didn't we just see that? Last week, didn't somebody just get knocked out or finished that had never been finished before?
0: Now you are got to test my memory.
2: I know. I'm like, what, what happened last I,
0: week? I focus on one week at a time. Yeah. I thought yeah. all my little pee break well, like and just handle. I know, I, know, I, I, know, I know
1: Glover Teixeira got submitted for the first time by a guy who was submitting someone for the first time when he lost to Yuri Prohaska. I, mean, I know, it, I know, I know that happened. It's
2: happening more and more these days. Uh, was it – oh, no. It wasn't Magny getting submitted for the first time, was it? Mm. I feel like it's happening more and more. Mm. Like these these guys that have been – like peop, people for so long been like, oh, this guy's never done this. His toughness. That shit's kind of just – the guys, maybe just compa- competition's happening mm. so much and maybe there's just always that first. But I feel like we've been having a lot of firsts like that lately where guys that have been – their chins have always been there for them. The chin didn't show up finally. Or a yeah. guy that's never been able to get submitted somehow gives his back up, you know?
1: Mm. I mean, you never one. know.
2: But Pedro, I mean, Pedro's tough. Pedro's tough. I mean, like, it's... I don't know, man. I, I feel like if there's going to be something where he has a better chance of... And I could be completely wrong. I have a feel like he has a better chance of submitting Pedro than knocking him out. Because mm. Pedro's chin is very, very tough. But uh, O'Malley's... Jiu-Jitsu in ground game is just absolutely sick.
1: But what you've got to bear in mind is Pedro Muniz is also BJJ Black Belt. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't yeah, use it. Yeah, right? true. <laughs> just, just maybe we, maybe we forget he has it. But he man, Ali's just fucking sick, man. Yeah. He's, his
2: his jiu jitsu sick, man. He's well, just, I say
1: he doesn't use it. He's got more wins by sub than by knockout, which is slightly surprising. I'm just looking at his record now. But, yeah. but, but you, but you yeah, think of him I mean, as a guy that wants to stand first, you do. and then That's, he hurts
0: you and then jumps on the guillotine. It seems yeah. like that seems <laughs> yeah, to be how it
1: goes. But I mean, like, to take a look at Pedro Munoz's record, right? Like only a fool would, would write this man off, right? Yeah, he's on paper, if you just write the stats down, if you're doing like commentators' notes, right? Like Crib like Cliff's notes or something, you'd have lost four of his last five, right? Yeah. He lost to Dominic Cruz, former world champion. Jose Aldo, legend, former world champion. Frankie Eger, oh, former world champion in a weight class above. Algernane Sterling, current world champion. Right? So
0: Didn't say. he's
1: not losing. he's not Didn't losing say. to Scrubs, right? Yeah. And all of those losses were by decision. All of them, like he took every single one of those former or current champions to decision. So this is not a guy who is getting blown out of the water by championship-quality opposition. can't write him off. Right? He yeah. might have a little bit of red at the top of his record right now, but every single one of those fights were competitive. Another reason for that, three of his last five fights were fight-of-the-night bonus-winning fights. So he's taking 50K home with him, for his part in those fights. One of them was a win over Jimmy Rivera, mm-hmm. but he got a bonus for the Don Cruz fight. He got a bonus for the Frankie Edgar fight. So he's competitive against anybody. Sean O'Malley, and I find this really interesting, like MMA, especially like the MMA fandom and MMA Twitter can be really sort of, I don't know. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. Like When Sean O'Malley got the, the rocket boosters put in by the UFC when he came through the Contender Series, there was a lot of pushback. There's a lot of fan pushback yep. on him, you know? But then we get to the point where he says, Well look, I want to get paid if I'm gonna fight the big guys then they're pushing back on that. He so, said, Well, well make your mind up, you know. Yeah. Do you do you want that him was awesome. do you want him to fight the big <laughs> guys? Or do you not want him to fight the big guys? If you wanted to fight the big guys, give him big guy money, right? And 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 so I think I think it's he's I think he's I think he's played things right. Yeah, he he dresses he dresses very loud, he, he has the hair dye, changes the hair dye for every event. He was pink today. Um, very, very colourful. But yeah, I mean, he's packaging himself. He's making himself marketable. He's standing out from the crowd. But then he goes in occasionally does the business. Now, it's acid test time, right? He's in there with a guy who has proved himself, win or lose, against the best fighters on the planet in his weight class. He goes in there and beats him. There could be no argument the UFC needs to give him a new deal. And then give him a fight against top ten opposition, and then let's see how he does.
2: Damn straight. You know what time it is. <laughs> Get it? Because the cause the watches. Yeah. Just don't ask him what time it is. <laughs> <what time's it? laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Listen, we can we can literally spend the rest of the evening breaking down the rest of the card if you want. That's the Duke. Speaking if right you there. want a deeper breakdown of the full card, uh, tune into the live stream uh, on Friday. Myself and Simon Head, we'll be talking about this in between interviews. Uh, our man Cody Mero will be around as well, so we're looking forward to that. But we'll just—I mean—we'll lay this out. Look, this card is legit stacked. I mean, that main card we just went through is insane. I mean, there's not a fight on there you want to miss. You go to the—you go to the prelims on ESPN and ABC. Brad Riddell versus Jalen Turner—that could be an absolute banger. Both—both yep. both of them kind of said, "I don't think it's going to be a banger because I'm going to finish the other dude," but <laughs> I think it could be an absolute banger the legends Donald Cerrone and Jim Miller I mean come on fighting for the all-time UFC wins record as well that's that's cool look I'll be honest with you some of the stats that we track sometimes, I'm like, who fucking cares, if I'm being honest with you, but the all-time wins record that in the means UFC, that, that means that something. Means, uh, yeah. Not most significant strikes in three-round featherweight bouts or whatever, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, no, the all-time wins record, that means something. Ian Gary versus Gabe Green, of course, a lot of people high on Ian Gary, but, you know, as, as he said, man, I, I could go choke out, you know, whatever, he, he's the kind of the same way that, that uh, O'Malley said, where O'Malley was gonna choke and out be like, yeah. I feel like Ian Gary was saying the same thing, where he's like, yeah. I don't know, whatever I do, it's not going to be good enough for people. Uh, Brad ours versus Driggs II plus C. Brad Savarez. <sighs> it fun. is crazy, man. Twelve years in the UFC, and he's still in the rankings. I, I know we're all high on Driggs II plus C. Then you yeah. go to the early, the early prelims are capped off with Uriah Hall versus Andre Muniz. That's sick. That's insane. <laughs> two ranked fighters there. Love Uriah, but they don't want to. In the same way that Chris Curtis didn't want to go to Haddad. Floor, right yeah, floor, floor is lava. Floor is lava. is lava for Uriah Hall. If he can do what Chris Curtis did the other night, he should do that because Andre Muniz is the real deal. Jessica I, Macy Barber, uh, two ranked fighters there. And uh, Jesse Jess, Jessica Rose Clark versus Julija Stoliarenko. We won't break them all down. Like I said, if you want to join into the uh, the YouTube stream on Friday, do that because I'm sure myself and Simon ahead over the course of seven hours we'll a time to to break down some fights, but I guess Co coffee. I'll start with you. Uh, First it,
2: fight, that's the hottest shit. That's the that's the one. You're, that's that's hot the one you most shit. <laughs> Jess and Julie Stolorenko. The Holy Duke. shit. There's the Duke Fight of the night. I, Well, I mean, yeah, whatever. There's a lot of great ones, but that one's really hot. That's the one. <laughs> all right. Simon Head, uh, the, uh, feel free to use whatever this criteria is the kind you this want. This is what people, this is what the analysts tune into. I am the the uh, picks leader in uh, MMA Junkie. I'm just saying, just saying, just saying. Let's keep it going. There's a all bunch the of champs here, end. though. As a
1: former champion, I can congratulate you. There's a bunch
2: on that. of champs here right here.
1: Yes, I am, Abby Saban. It was. It
2: was the asterisk year. Mm.
1: Asterisk but, he, but he, uh, he beat me out.
2: I got I got number two that year, but he beat me out. And uh. yeah,
1: I didn't even need a full season uh, to beat yeah. you. That's how good nice. it was.
2: We got some studs in this That's right? You're right up there too. We'll get down, We'll get Abby on here before the uh, the show's over to say hello well, uh, to everybody. I,
0: p- I appreciate you guys. Keep my belt nice and warm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, to. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> which 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 which, Simon, me, which
0: one are you looking forward to? Let, what's, what's, let what's me what's chuck two,
1: two, two names yeah. in for you because we haven't mentioned them too much. I'm looking forward to Tavares, Drikas Duplessis. Drikas Duplessis is absolutely legit. Real I real. think he's top 10 caliber at midway. I, I really I, do. I don't disagree. I really do. I just think he needs the fights to get there. I and this disagree. is the one that does it. And you think Israel Adesanya's UFC journey really started here in Vegas at the Palms against Brad Tavares in a main event. This is Drikas Duplessis' chance to really make a statement. If he can finish Brad Tavares, then that's a massive statement because no one finishes him easily. So, mm-hmm. And the other thing, Ian Garry like him or hate him he's a very confident lad um very very talented undefeated just want to give a word to gabe green gabe green is legit like you watch some of his past fights and i remember he came into the ufc i used to do rookie report at junkie and he fought uh daniel rodriguez on his debut that's a tough fight on your ufc debut yep Um, and uh he lost the decision in that fight but since then he's won fights since then and he's looked pretty solid he's durable He's prepared to go toe-to-toe, strike-for-strike with people. I think he's going to have a size disadvantage against Ian Gary. But he gave one of the best lines of media day today uh, because Ian Gary had apparently said in a previous interview that Gabe Green's nickname is Gifted, Gifted Gabe Green. And uh, Ian Gary had apparently told uh, another outlet, uh, the only gifted fighter on Saturday night is going to be me. And uh, one of the journalists put it to him uh, at media day and Gabe Green went, that's funny because on Saturday night I'm going to gift him an L. And I, yeah. thought, I thought that was a lovely, lovely line. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that fight. That's a good test for Ian, Gary. That is a, that is a good fight. It's I a mean, good test.
2: Ian left – I mean, uh, a lot of people were seeing this kid as, like, the next second coming of, like, the greatest fighter ever. And that last fight, I mean, the flaws were shown. So, I mean, if he comes out and gives everything, I mean, that's the one I think people are looking at to see mm. whether this kid's worth all the hype because he has a lot of hype coming. Yeah. The UFC's chomping at the bit to fucking push this guy to the, to the moon and back.
1: Yeah. You put him in the same bracket – is Paddy Pimlet. They're both former Cage Warriors champions. They're both very comfortable in front of the camera. They're yeah, very he's great in front of the they're, camera. They're very outgoing. They give their opinion. Just let them let them settle in the UFC. Let them progress. And I think if you spoke to either one of them, yeah, they're very confident. But both of them, I think, would tell you the same thing. They're not going to go out and win the title tomorrow. Right. They need to take the steps needed to get where they need to be. I think they've both got their feet on the ground, even though they 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 exude confidence yep. in very different ways. They're very different characters. I think Ian's
0: yeah. more realistic about that. Where he's I like, think you're right. Between the two like, of those two, correct. Yeah. I, I think Paddy. I, I think Paddy thinks he could fight for a title tomorrow, whereas Ian's like, no, nah, let me take baby steps. I think bro. I
1: think Paddy's more grounded than a lot of people think. I mean, yeah. maybe I've have seen a lot more of him, and I've read yeah. and, and watched many more interviews. I think like he's he's a super confident guy. He he knows the score. He knows that you've got you can't you can't jump from point one to 100 straight away. There's a process, and he's working through that process. Um, and Ian Gary's the same. Ian Gary, he's he's leaving his gym uh, in in Ireland. Um, Team KF was was quite con- quite controversial at the time, and I think there was a little bit of consternation between them when they when they split. But that aside, him joining Sanford MMA I think is a great move for him. Yeah. There's so many welterweights in that gym that, that that can really help him progress. There's so many good coaches there. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. He's not going to be world champion tomorrow. And I know a lot of people will be turned off by the the, the overt confidence. But just judge him by his performances in the cage and realize that he's only a couple of fights into his UFC career and just see how he goes. And, and I mean, and the UFC loves that market. They love the dublin
2: market they love the irish they love everything europe that's over there i mean and these and like you brought up patty i mean like these are two guys that that whole market can rally around i mean the ufc will never get away from that market and they have to constantly look at stars they can only go to D- connor for so long <laughs> before bef- before finding new stars and these guys are the
1: new the new breed yeah um that I've they need to kind of lean on Paddy patty's not irish though well, he's but if he's a scouser. Something. He's a scouser, but, but yeah, he's, I'm just scousers, in Europe. And scousers don't get knocked out. Just sort That's of mention right. that on <laughs> behalf of Mr. Pimlet, scousers do not get knocked out. But yeah, no, I'm looking forward. To, this fight card is just top to bottom, That's stacked, It's it absolutely stacked. So many good fights. Um, you know, we've seen in the past. I think I think Dana did it at the London event where he just dished out bonuses like Oprah. Um, been doing that a lot and he, lately. He did it. He did it. I think a week or so ago as well. Yes. Everyone who got a finish got a bonus. Um, like, I, I, I like is it tax time or something? Why are they giving all this <laughs> money yeah, 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 out some all of a sudden? I wouldn't mind that though. If you get a finish, you get a bonus. I quite like that as oh, a as a, that. as a thing. Um and then maybe just do fight of the night. Just have one fight of the night bonus and give bonuses to bonuses to finishes. I I, I, I think that would be great. I think they've got the I think they've got the bandwidth to do that. I mean they certainly um, have the money that yeah, they could do yeah. it. But I think I, I think we're gonna see this is a spectacular card. I th- I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be a belter. I love it.
0: All right. Well, make sure, uh, everybody, if you uh, want to hear the and a half wrap-up edition, you head on over to patreon.com slash m a so you can support us for as little as $3 a month. We, Myself and Cold Coffee would certainly appreciate it. If nothing else, make sure you uh, wherever you're listening, you, you log in, you rate us, review us, leave us a little feedback. We appreciate that. And uh, look out for the live feed this week over on uh, – that other site. The MMA Underground YouTube page. Myself, Simon Head, Cody Merrill, we're putting it all together. Looking forward to it. It's going to be big. There's the Hall of Fame induction tomorrow night. There's going to be the USCX on Friday and Saturday. There's USC 276. So much. so
2: much to do. And the UFC 278 presser is going on. A lot
0: going on. So
2: much. Tune in to MMA Junkie. I mean, you
0: could, but why would you yeah. really?
2: <laughs> in
0: the meantime, thanks for listening.